MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, but they've just announced that they are extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. That's right. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their 60-day money-back guarantee extended through March 1st, 2023. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square or use the promo code Heidi to receive the MyPillow percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. Hey everyone, this is Heidi St. John. Thank you for taking your day and spending some time with me here at the Off the Bench podcast. I'm glad you guys have joined me today. I'm going to spend just a few minutes talking about the importance of obedience It's something that I've been teaching on in the November study at MomStrong International, the peaceful fruit of righteousness, parenting principles for every season of parenting. If you would like some encouragement in your parenting today, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I am podcasting to you today from the beautiful Oregon coast where my husband and I have spent a little bit of time with our family just trying to sort of unwind and reset. I'm actually writing a brand new study for December and that study is going to be centered around peace. What does the Bible say about peace? How can we have peace? How can we have peace in the midst of panic? Uh, You guys have heard me say several times here at the show that the world might be in crisis, but the church doesn't have to be. Uh, The world might be on fire, but the church doesn't have to be, except for when we are on fire for the Lord and just talking to uh, the culture about what God says is true, because God's word is going to last forever. And I have spent the last probably two or three weeks sort of honing in, I guess, in my own spirit on what the Bible says about peace. What does it mean to live a peace-filled life? And I can tell you right now that what Jesus said about peace is very, very different than what the world says. What the world is offering you right now is a counterfeit peace. And you can't spot a counterfeit unless you know the real thing. Isaiah 48, verses 17 and 18 says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God, who teaches you what is good for you, and leads you along the paths you should follow. Oh, that you had listened to my commands. Then you would have had peace flowing like a gentle river and righteousness rolling over you like waves in the sea. The Bible teaches us that we are going to have access as the children of God to Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace and evidence of the Spirit's fruit, right? One of the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. When we stop pursuing what the world says will bring us peace and instead start pursuing what God says brings peace. And so we're going to spend, uh, typically the December studies at MomStrong International are three weeks instead of four for obvious reasons. I'm going to give you guys time to really lean in and just love your families this Christmas season. But I hope that you'll join me. And uh, the study is called Peace Be Still. And I think you guys are going to love it. And you can join me for that study at momstronginternational.com. That's where you guys can sign up. Right now, we are in the middle of uh, a series that I've written on parenting called The Peaceful Fruit of Righteousness. And that's really where I want to go today and give you some encouragement. Because as I said uh, several weeks ago, I'm watching the sort of trend toward gentle parenting, the gentle parenting movement. And listen, I'm, I'm not against gentle parenting. 
I think you could argue that uh, Jesus is gentle. God is known for his gentleness toward us, right? The Bible says he's slow to anger, abounding in mercy. But what I'm seeing in the the so-called gentle parenting movement is a lot of passive parenting. And as you look at how God disciplines us as his children, God is anything but passive. And as parents, the Bible actually gives us the authority and the responsibility and in fact, the command to teach our children to obey. And that includes discipline. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11 says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And we're going to spend just a few minutes today talking about obedience because it's the first commandment with a promise. And uh, I know that when I started this study, at least I was thinking, I'm going to just talk about parenting principles and really encourage you as parents. But what happened as I wrote that study was I just, I realized again, how important it is that we understand obedience as adults, because we're never going to be the parents that God desires us to be until we're intimately familiar with the Bible ourselves. Scripture is full of wisdom for parents. Like guardrails on a winding or perilous stretch of highway, God's word offers safety and security to those who have been trained in the discipline of the Lord. But if I'm going to put it plainly, you need to understand God has given parents both the authority, which is the right to tell their children what to do, and also the authority to require them to do what has been asked of them. So that peaceful fruit that the Bible talks about uh, that results from a heart that is trained to submit to authority is what gives parents uh, the peace that comes from knowing that a boundary is likely to be respected. So for a parent with a young child at home in the throes of learning to obey, the, the peaceful fruit of righteousness might look like a quiet, yes, mama, to a simple instruction that you guys gave in the grocery store where a tantrum might have been there before. And maybe for the mom of a young adult, the stakes, the stakes are higher. Certainly that's true as our children near near to adulthood, right? As they grow nearer to adulthood. During the teen years and the young adult years, children who have been trained by loving discipline yield a different kind of fruit. They yield discernment and a readiness to listen to godly counsel. And parents, like their children, need to learn to obey God. So if we're honest with ourselves, we know that we are always at odds with our selfish nature and we need the gentle and sometimes not so gentle correction of the Holy Spirit, right? As parents, the costs of disobeying God are absolutely staggering. Adultery often results from uh, in the devastation of divorce, right? Yes, but the real unfaithfulness started long before a physical or emotional sin was ever committed. The first sin was to entertain a thought or an action that was in direct disobedience to God. So obedience is crucial to a life of blessing, both in the lives of our children and in our own lives. And so as I'm taking a little bit of time at MomStrong International to look at what it means to obey, I'm really praying that as Christians, we do more then simply teach our children about the importance of obedience. I'm praying that we invite God to perform a tune-up in our own hearts because if we can't obey God, our children are going to struggle to do it also. So let's talk about obedience and shine the light really on ourselves. And I'm hoping that that's what you'll do today, especially if you're a parent who's in the throes of parenting. If you've got children at home, then you still should be requiring your children to obey. 
Webster's Dictionary says that obedience is the act or instance of obeying. So it's the, the quality or a state of being obedient. Uh, children should learn obedience and respect for authority. So the question is, does God's command to obey feel burdensome to you? If it does, it's also going to feel burdensome to your children who are watching how you respond to God-given authority. So how good are you at obedience? So before you decide that you've got it all figured out, when I was writing The Peaceful Fruit of Righteousness, I asked myself a few questions. So here's question number one. Do you always obey the speed limit? Yep. Some of you are like, yep, every single time. Some of you are saying, well, you know, I tried to. Some of you are saying, well, yeah, I obey the speed limit if I see a cop. And others of you are like, wait, what? There's a speed limit? (laughs) What about God's instruction to only entertain things in your mind that are lovely and worthy of praise? That's an act of obedience also, right? This is God's word. So would you say your TV viewing is as pure as the driven snow? Would you say, well, I try, but it depends on the story. Or maybe you just don't care. And this is uh, just an area of disobedience in your life that you've made excuses for. The Bible says that parents are not supposed to exasperate their children, because if we do, that's disobeying God. So let me ask you the question. Are you doing that with your kids? Are Are you frustrating your children? Some of you are saying, nope, I would never do that. Some of you are like, well, I didn't even know that that was disobedience. And others of you going, you know what? My kids deserve what they get. And if I exasperate my kids, oh, well, they had it coming except for it's an obedience issue. Do you guys see where I'm going with this? What about the command not to covet things that you see? Even when you're on the internet, even when you're scrolling through social media, especially when you're on Pinterest, right? Did it ever, some of you are like, nope, never crosses my mind to covet. I don't want anything that doesn't belong to me. Some of you are like, well, it depends on what it is. And others of you are like, well, I don't even think about it. And maybe covetousness is just a part of your life. And I I know that, Every single one of us has a different threshold where the Lord is teaching us, showing us areas of our lives that we need to bring into conformity to his word. And I don't know about you, but some of these areas are really painful for me, especially I'll be honest, the speed limit one. I'm, I tend to be, you know, going pretty fast unless I see a police officer, right? I told God I'm not made for speed limits. Do you ever feel that way? <laughs> right? The thing is, we're called to obey. And God doesn't give qualifiers for what he expects of his children, starting with obedience. And so maybe instead of praying, Lord, help me to obey, the cry of our heart should be, Lord, help me want to obey. I want to want to obey. This is something that I taught the women when I was in Utah recently, right? It's the want to want to. Lord, I want to want to walk in right relationship with you. I want to want to honor and respect my husband. I want to want to be completely engaged in every aspect of my children's life. And when the Bible says, honor your father and your mother, that this is the first commandment with a promise, the Bible's not vague about what this means. When God says something, you can take him at his word. So we're going to look up for just a minute a verse out of the NIV. And I, I realize there's lots of different translations. I liked this one in the NIV. Uh, it's what I grew up memorizing. Psalm 128 verse one, blessed are those who walk in obedience, who fear the Lord. Blessed are all those who fear the Lord and who walk in obedience to him. So as if blessing wasn't a big enough reason to obey God and to teach our children to obey him, 
God gives us lots of reasons. John 14, 21, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and make myself known to him. So according to John, if we know God and follow him, how can people tell? Well, they can tell because we obey his commandments. We grow in Christ more intimately when we obey him. And if this is true for us, then it's true for our children too. And so here's the question today. I'm going to ask you, when was the last time you explained to your children how much God values obedience? Do you require it of your children as God requires it to you of you? Because today's culture values emotions over obedience. But biblical love is different from an emotional response to a simple command. Obedience demonstrates that we love Jesus. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I think sometimes we don't recognize that obedience is how we demonstrate our love for God. But Jesus modeled this for us, right? Uh, John 17 verse 4 said, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. So what's Jesus saying to his father? He's saying, I obeyed you. Think about it. Obedience to God was at the top of Jesus's priority list. So the Bible says in John 15, verse 14, if we obey, we are friends of God. Listen to this in 1 John chapter 5, verses 2 to 3. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Uh, David Guzik said, and I quoted this and I actually I put it in the uh, Momster International study for this month. He said, it is sometimes said that the best thing a father can do for his children is to love his wife and their mother. Even so, the first way for a child of God to love his brothers and sisters in Christ is to love God and to obey him. So if you love the parent, you will love the child. It all works together. And according to John, the best way to check our heart to see how we're loving God is to simply obey his commands. And you can see this in the church today. Absolutely true in the progressive church. We talked about this last month at MomStrong International. It's completely true uh, in modern Christianity, what I sort of call Christianity light, that we can see that there are many Christians who feel quite burdened by having to obey God's commands. And as parents, we might deal with a teen who rolls his eyes and who wonders why it even matters. But James one twenty five tells us, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So the verse that I just read calls the law of God liberty, or if you're in the NIV, freedom. So what does this verse say is going to happen to a person who is obedient? The Bible says that the person who learns to obey will experience a blessing. So ask yourself how you would answer a child who says that the commands of God are burdensome. This is absolutely a conversation that we are having in the modern church right now because we've decided that the law of God is not life to our soul, not a lamp to our feet, not a light to our path. We've decided that it's burdensome. 
But God's law brings freedom, not a burdensome. It brings blessing. Psalm 143 verse 10 says, teach me to do your will for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. Psalm 37, 23, the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. In the ESV, it says, I will love him and make myself known to him. So manifest, which is what's in the Bible, I will love him and manifest myself to him. Manifest simply means to show or to make evident. In other words, Jesus reveals himself to those who obey him. And so if that's you today, if you're struggling with obedience to the Lord, In your life, and you're an adult listening to this, I promise you that your children and your grandchildren are going to struggle also. That's a fact. And so we need to teach our children that the commands of God are life. They bring freedom. They're not burdensome. Right? The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So if I love Jesus... Who am I loved by, according to John 14, 21? Do you guys remember I read that a few minutes ago? We are loved by, by our Father God. And so I'm just going to encourage you, as you continue along this parenting journey, as you're shepherding your grandchildren, as you're setting an example, you can't pass on what you don't possess. Jesus says that when we obey him, he will reveal himself to us. And he isn't talking about a mystical vision or an appearance where we see him physically. He reveals himself by giving us deeper insight into knowing him through the study of his word. Isn't that awesome? It just encourages me so much because I think as parents, we can often focus on our children and we miss the blessing of obedience in our own life. So if you're struggling to obey today, if you're like your children, uh, chances are pretty good that you do struggle. But you don't have to rely on your own strength for obedience because according to the Bible, the strength to obey comes from God and your kids need to know it. So when your little one stomps his feet or cops an attitude with you that's based on the fact that he or she just cannot seem to obey, it's our job as parents to point out that children don't have to to depend on their own strength for obedience. If your kids are born again, if you are born again, the Bible says that the power to obey comes from the Holy Spirit. First uh, Peter chapter 1, 13 and 14, therefore preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that we brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, don't be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. So he's saying, hey, God expects us to obey. He's serious about it. Because it's through obedience that we're conformed from our old way into living a life that honors Jesus. Before we were saved, we didn't know or understand the truth of the Bible. Our minds were ruled by our bodies. They're ruled by the desires of our flesh. But once we become born again, we learn that we can live a life that was opposite to the one that was controlled by our desires and by our flesh. Why? Because we have the mind of Christ. And because we have the mind of Christ, we don't need to be ruled by our flesh. Instead, we can access the power of the living God to help us walk in accordance with what God desires. Chuck Smith said, so Peter here is saying, as obedient children, don't fashion your life after the former life, which was lived after the lust of your flesh and governed over by your flesh. Your mind and your life were governed by your fleshly desires. As you look around the world today, the world apart from Christ is a world that is governed by the desires of the flesh. And that's what a person lives for to fulfill a fleshly need. That's what the world is always talking about. And you guys, we're going to fail. 
at this obedience thing. Our kids are going to fail. And when it happens, I don't want you to get discouraged. Instead, thank the Lord for the grace he gives you. Give grace to your children. Check your child's heart. Because when you do that, you're correcting attitudes. And the Bible says that you are administering justice. As parents, it's so important that our children understand our role in shaping their young hearts and minds. Just like God checked your heart through the gentle nudge of the Holy Spirit, your job is to check the heart of your child. And this process prepares them for when your voice is replaced by the voice of the Holy Spirit, something that happens when they become adults. So I I hope if you guys haven't uh, done it yet, you can still join me. We've got plenty of time. If you want to study this with me more in depth, the study is called The Peaceful Fruit of Righteousness, and uh, it's available at momstronginternational.com. And I hope that as we are studying, and we're going to be talking about this more, right, in the, in the, weeks, uh, in the weeks to come, the days to come, the Bible teaches that godly parents need to require obedience from their children that we've got to teach our children that the number one thing that God expects from them is obedience. First-time obedience is absolutely crucial to young children who are learning that the way that they honor God is first to honor their parents. So I hope this has been encouraging to you. It certainly has been encouraging to me. And we love you guys. Want for you to join us. Continue to pray for our country. Many of you have been asking about the races in Washington State. At the time of this recording, that race, which was called for uh, for the Democrat, shockingly, Congressional District 3 appears poised right now to go to a Democrat. And what we don't want is for uh, is for that race to be finished. And it's not. I mean, the Kent campaign is certainly contesting it. They're getting out there and they're trying to find uh, ballots that have not been cured, meaning they were rejected by the auditor's office for one reason or another. Usually it was because the signature didn't match. So at the time of this recording, and I'm sure it was just a day ahead, I cannot imagine that by Wednesday it's going to have resolved itself. So we appreciate your prayers here in Washington state right now. As I said, it looks like a Democrat is going to take the seat, flipping a Republican seat. So it's kind of a devastating loss, but we've seen a lot of losses of people that Trump endorsed in the last year. So I imagine that that will continue around the country. We need to pray for this country. And as I said before, and I'm going to keep saying it, it's not enough for us just to have leadership in this country. We desperately need godly leadership. And this is why I started MomStrong International. Get to know the word. The word of God is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for visiting our sponsors and for sharing the show with uh, people around you. We love you so much. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. If you'd like to know the Bible more, join me at MomStrong International for this month's study, The Peaceful Fruit of Righteousness.